Hey there. I wanted to follow up on my other note about one of two things that leaders are responsible for. The second one is compensation. And there's a whole lot to unpack there. So let's try to do it through a little bit of a story. I'm going to answer a question I get all the time, and that's, why'd you join the Army? And the reason is pretty simple. It was about compensation. Let's go back 20 years, and it's 9-11. I remember very clearly where I was, maybe like most of you. I was at the Breakers, which is a posh hotel in Palm Beach, Florida. That Tuesday morning, I found myself in a meeting room getting ready to give a presentation on a new piece of software. News started to trickle in that something had happened in New York, and it wasn't clear how bad it was. More information would come, and we'd realize that something horrific had happened. American 11, are you trying to call? The cockpit is not answering their phone. Our number one has been stabbed, and our five has been stabbed. It was a very emotional day for everyone, and we'd spend the balance of it huddled around a TV, listening and trying to learn what was going on, trying to understand what was happening to New Yorkers, what would happen to our country, and what our future would be like. What we did know is it was all going to be very different. A couple days later, I woke up and I made a decision, channeling what is a very famous scene from the movie Patton and my grandfather. I decided that I wanted to go and join the Marine Corps. And in fact, I wanted to be a pilot. So I marched down to the Marine Corps recruiting office and I started that process. There's one thing that you man will be able to say when you get back home. And you may thank God for it. 30 years from now, when you're sitting around your fireside with your grandson on your knee, and he asks you, what did you do in the great World War II? You won't have to say, well, I shoveled shit in Louisiana. Over the course of the next few months or so, and a lot of tests and a lot of things, the Marine Corps told me that I wasn't cut out to do that, and they wanted me to be an infantry officer. And that's not what I wanted to do. I think if I look back purely a lack of commitment on my side. Maybe too slow, maybe too colorblind, but if I wanted it, I probably could have gotten it. And if I'm being honest, I quit. Now, the good news is, a couple weeks later, I'd say something that would change my life forever and really impact everyone around me. 
At the hotel, there was a long hallway, a very narrow hallway, the kind where you have to step aside so two people can pass each other. On the walls, they had motivational posters from the 1990s, complete with eagles soaring and all the things. Now, this was the time before we all started pushing pixels via email, and you had to get your information from printed documents. Down on the right, there was a small room about the size of a closet. This was a mail room. This is where those documents ended up in little slots on the wall. I remember that day, I remember what the room smelled like, the temperature, and a beige phone sitting on the counter. My vision started to blur, and that phone became an absolute focus. And I said out loud, if there's ever another war, I'm going to enlist. Don't pass go, don't collect $200, skip all your egotistical dreams about being a Marine or a naval aviator or any of those things. Just go get in the fight, Voss. Now, looking back, that was a little naive. But that's what happened. I had a deep, deep emotional desire to serve a country that had given me so much. And I knew for the rest of my life, it was going to give me more. And I needed to do something about it. I needed to serve. At my core, I wanted to defend freedom. As hokey as that sounds, that's my why. It's also part of the reason why I ended up picking to go in special forces. Because their motto is, de oppressor liber, to free the oppressed. Now, if I reflect back and go a little deeper, there's other emotions at play here. Some of them were self-centered, like a desire for admiration, uh, an immature understanding of war, highly influenced by Hollywood. So not long after that speech, we would end up invading Iraq. And whether you agree with the politics or not, that 26-year-old would return to that moment in that mailroom and that beige telephone, and he'd get to work. Two weeks later on my mom's birthday, I would end up enlisting. So happy birthday, mom. Here's the deal. My ratio changed, my compensation ratio. I think compensation comes in three forms. The first is economical. What am I gonna get paid? We all need or want to put food on the table, steaks in the freezer, and Teslas on the charger. Now as leaders, there's a couple of questions we should ask about the economical form of compensation for our team. Are people being paid well? How does it compare to the market? What would it cost to replace this role? And most importantly, do they feel valued for what you're paying them? The second, experiential. Everyone, whether they realize it or not, wants to grow and get better. Ask yourself, are you providing an opportunity for people to gain experience? Are you providing them with opportunities for education? Is their learning curve steep? A near vertical learning curve is better. A job that challenges you 90% of the time is the right job. Now here's the thing. I use the word opportunity intentionally because you can't lead a horse to water and make them drink, but you need to give the team opportunities to learn and grow. Now, the last one, and the most important, if you ask me, is emotional. The one truly non-renewable resource we have is time. We can't get it back. We want to spend our time doing good things with good people, things that matter with people we love. We want to wake up and look at our calendar on that little Star Trek-inspired device and say, it's going to be a good day. We want to have a deep emotional connection to the people around us and to the mission. This is where leaders come in. They shine a light on the path. This is the mission. This is where we're headed. And this is why we're going to spend our most valuable currency, time, going after it. 
Now, what's the correct ratio? Only you can answer that. And it's probably going to change over the course of your life. Everyone's different. For the most part, there are deep reasons why we do what we do. Stories usually go back to our childhood around money, love, admiration, and the other things that have shaped us. As you think about why people stay on your team or why you do what you do, it's always about compensation. Do we pay them well? Are they growing and learning? Are they connected to what they do and who they do it with? If you don't provide them those opportunities, I promise you somebody else will. Let's pause for a moment and talk about money. We all have different desires for various reasons. Maybe you need to put food on the table. Maybe you want a submarine or a helicopter. Uh, maybe you just need to pay for your great aunt's nursing home that you don't tell anybody about. We may never be able to understand everybody's wants or needs, so let's not try. Just let them be them. We have to be very careful when somebody's compensation is near 100% focused on economical. Let's put those living paycheck to paycheck or near poverty aside for a moment. If you have someone on your team that's coming in every single day and all they care about is how much are they making, that's a problem and it can be caustic. After all, we want missionaries, not mercenaries. Speaking of missions and mercenaries, I would end up getting out of the army and it was because my compensation ratio changed. Specifically, the emotional part. The mission changed. Princess Buttercup and I have welcomed re-barrel-chested freedom fighters into the family. And now it became less about fighting for freedom and more about fighting for them. The new mission for me was being the very best father and husband I possibly could be. And I felt that I wasn't going to be able to be that person that I wanted to be. Now there's Green Berets out there that are able to do both, be both an incredible father, husband, and be a Green Beret. And that wasn't me. I tipped my hat to them, but I had to hang up my little green hat so that I could focus on those little men. My gut is, as I get older and wiser, my compensation ratio is not done changing. I continue to get clearer and clearer on what is most important to me in life and what my humans around me need from me. Well, I hope you found this helpful. These are just some thoughts from a guy making it up as he goes. And if you did find it helpful, please share it with someone. And whatever you do, take care out there.